What's up, what's up, highness queens? We are back with another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. This episode is going to release on February 15th, day after Valentine's Day. So I hope y'all had a wonderful Valentine's Day. Um, I did nothing, but I'm not mad about it because I had weed. <laughs> and weed was my Valentine and she has never let me down. So here we are. Um, anyways, this episode is super informative. I was super excited to talk to my guest, Q Nicole, because it was like having my own personal encyclopedia, CBD encyclopedia. And to top that off, it was this beautiful black woman who like knew her shit and we got to smoke together and talk and it was great. We just had a wonderful time as always. Um, we talked about creating new energy, um, turning cannabis into a bag. She taught me things about Amsterdam and geography. And of course we talked about everything CBD. So I really think you're going to like this um, episode, especially if you're interested in CBD or even maybe possibly starting a CBD business or hemp business, she gives all the tea about the CBD. <laughs> um, also, before we get into this episode, I do want to let y'all know, um, again, this is releasing on Thursday, February 15th, so next Thursday, February 22nd, 222, Bluntly Black Girl merch is dropping. It is finally here. The hoodies are here, the 28 Days hoodies, um, Black 365, not just 28. Those hoodies are officially here. You guys asked for them, and I made them. I like. I was like, I got to make this happen, and it's happening. February 22nd is when the merch is launching. That is also when the Intentional Highness journal box set is relaunching, and I'm super excited because you're going to get to see the brand new design. Um, and it just, it just looks so good. I'm, I, I can't wait for y'all to check it out. And it just came to me right now. I just thought about this. Um, I think, yeah, I'm going to give you a code, a code word. And if you purchase on, on launch day, February 22nd, you will get 20% off because you know, we all love Dub. So purchase your bluntly black girls merchandise and or the Intentional Highness journal box sets on February 22nd. Um, when the merch launches, it will be at 4.20 p.m. Because, of course, that'll be Pacific Standard Time, just to be clear. So 4.20 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on February 22nd. Merch is dropping. And if you use the code um, PINEAPPLE, if you use the code PINEAPPLE, you will get 20% off your order cannot wait until you guys see the merch and get to take your pictures in it when you do get your pictures please make sure you tag us because we want to see how we are building this community we want to see other, other highness queens out there in the world announcing to the world like hey i'm gonna smoke my blunt and fuck what you gotta say about it okay yeah so super excited about that i hope you guys are excited as i am because this definitely has been a labor of love but I do it for y'all. I do it for y'all, and I, I, I've loved every minute of it. So 
I hope you guys love it too. Um, yeah, I think that's it. All that said, let's get into this episode. Um, I love the red lip. Love the red lip. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I thought about getting up. I was like, do I want to do my face today? I was like, yeah, sure. And then I started doing a whole bunch of other things. It's Monday. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, and then, and then Monday happened. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, well, we'll, we'll do our hair. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that and put some, some earrings on and call it a day. So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It's my girl, Highness Queen, Q Nicole. And I'm super excited about this one because I don't know if y'all can see it. Maybe I'll use this clip later or something. But she got the bombest ass red lip on and I just like, I'm loving it. And it's really making me feel like, okay, next time I'm coming with my makeup done because I need a red lip now. <laughs> I miss those days of the beautiful red lip. So yeah, Thank I used you. to used to be a makeup artist. Um, and I loved a red lip, either a red lip or like a dark, um, maroon. Mm -hmm. Those are my two favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maroon for the fall and the red for the, yeah. Yeah. When you want somebody to know, baby, I'm here. I'm in the room. (laughs) Yes. I love that. So tell us about yourself, Q Nicole, and your relationship with cannabis. Don't mind me over here because I'm just rolling up. So if you hear some click clacking, that's just the grinder. <laughs> yeah. And I actually have, uh, I'll be consuming a bit of our, um, I have our exotic pre-roll right here. So I'll be sparking this up shortly. But my relationship with cannabis was one that really um, started with as uh, the need or solution for a wellness challenge. I found myself after the death of my father dealing with deep grief and anxiety and depression. And, you know, life was lifing while I also was new to entrepreneurship. And so entrepreneurship requires a very demanding schedule, demanding amount of energy. And I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it going through some of the challenges that I was facing after losing my father. And so I found myself still needing to perform. At the time, I was a real estate entrepreneur in the Washington, D.C. market. I was a general contractor. I was flipping homes. So I genuinely had no time to like be out for the count. Like I needed to perform for my team. And so um, I went to the doctor and, you know, went through therapy and they started to prescribe or suggest a prescription option to really help give me the energy and the mental clarity that I needed. And I just didn't want to be uh, submitting to any sort of modern science as it related to moods and um, psychic, uh, like focus, cognitive focus, et cetera. You know, not for, not to knock those who do choose prescription medication for those things, but it was just not my first option. My first option was something plant-based. And so I lived in the Maryland market. It was medicinally legal. Um, it was also becoming recreationally legal and there was a non-criminalization aspect of it. So all of the green lights were happening for me to try cannabis and for it, for me to develop a different understanding of it because everyone had made it a Beavis and Butthead type of thing. But I knew that there were therapeutic benefits and my life completely changed. I started with um, flour and tincture. I would use flour in the evenings to help me with sleep. And I would use tincture in the morning to help me with uh, mental focus and cognitive function. 
and it changed my life. I have been performing at my best for a very long time now. It's become a part of my lifestyle. When I was able to really see the strides that I was making, my doctor saw the strides that were being made. They started noting it to my medical records. Um, and so that's when I decided that I really wanted to see what opportunities there were for me in this industry to make this plant-based solution available to more people around the world. And so that's how we started WH Farms Co., um, where I am actually a USDA licensed, uh, we have a USDA licensed cannabis farm. So we grow and we produce products that we sell to businesses that are interested in white labeling or starting or launching their own CBD product line and selling it worldwide. I love so much about everything you just said. So let's just start there. <laughs> like okay. All that is just a beautiful journey. Just a beautiful. Found a way to heal yourself that's plant based, and then found a way to bring in a bag with that. I love it. It's like it's like that. I feel like that's what we do though. As black women, I feel like that's what we do. We we hit a wall. Something says, okay, this is wrong. Something's going wrong, and we're like, all right, let's figure this shit out. And then normally, when we figure this shit out, we find some way to not only monetize it because I mean, we got a pair of bills, but to make it as healing for others around us. Absolutely. And I think I that's think really that's... the, that's the part, right? That's yeah. the part. And if that's your goal, I feel like if, if your goal is always to build that community, to build that healing and supporting around the people that are around you or that are directly or indirectly in touch with you, if that's your actual goal, the money will come. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that to your point, as women, we are nurturers, we are healers. We are oftentimes the biggest financial, um, we make the financial decisions of the household. We certainly decide which goods go into our cabinets, our pantries, our groceries that go into our refrigerators. And so when we think about the responsibility that women have as the gatekeeper, of quality products for their families. You know, we wanted to, as a company, produce those products that women would choose for not only themselves, but their children, their spouses. And as a woman, we wanted to create access. That's the reason why with our farm, we really made um, the intention to really bring products to market because we knew that through white labeling products, it would give more people access to this industry without having to pay millions of dollars to have a legal license or because hemp is USDA licensed, it's federally legal. So it doesn't require that same financial commitment, but you still can have access to this growing multi-billion dollar industry. Right. Like there's still, there's always a way over that wall and we're going to find it. We're going to find it. We're going to build yes, a ladder. We're going we gonna to do whatever we need to, to get over it. Cause baby, there's happiness on the other side of that wall. <laughs> And money. So I'm not mad at either of those things. <laughs> um, one thing that I really love about your story, and I just want to make sure that I got it, you know, got it correct because it kind of kind of hit me. You said you went to your doctor and they were actually the ones who were saying, hey, maybe this is something you try. So when I went to my doctors, they were actually, no, they were saying that I should try a prescription option. And when I okay. said to them, I want to go with a plant-based solution, um, I, you know, did it on my own and told them about it and allowed them to start monitoring my progress. I would literally take record of how much I was consuming each day, how frequently I was consuming, because I still was very new to the space. I didn't want to be, I didn't know what an addict would be. 
but it had a negative stigma. So I didn't want to find myself replacing or soothing with cannabis. But it was when I realized the healing components, it was almost like, oh, if I need warm lemon water every day for proper hydration, I also need cannabis every day for X, Y, and Z. And it began to make more sense once they started to see some of the progress that had been made. And, you know, it was awesome. I even, you know, another female female health story, I had 15 pounds of fibroids removed through a C-section and used our products instead of the pain medications prescribed by the hospital while in the hospital. So I'm a very big fan of our plant medicine and and the way in which we're able to bring this plant's therapeutic benefits to the body through a variety of applications, like not just smoking, but other applications that are helpful. Right. And um, so not exactly what I thought you said, but I still love the story, maybe just from a different perspective of you really, truly advocated for yourself and said, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. Like, so either get on board or get off. Um, and then kind of prove to them, like, I don't have, like, I, I'm not doing this just, and it, it, you didn't do it to prove to them, but you wanted, you know, that, that doctor, um, I can't think of the word. Like a validation. Under- validation that's probably yeah. better right validation and you're like okay this is what i'm doing you know here's all the stats here's all the data like as somebody who works um i still work in corporate america and my boss is always telling me what's the data what's the data what's the data you brought all that to them and like look this is what really does help and i i know i know in my heart of hearts there is at least let's say three to four people on the team of people who saw your information, your medical history that thought this will never work. This will never work. And then they get to the end of your, your, your medical history and they're like, well, damn. (laughs) Well, like, and just think like, even just somebody, you know, I know people review medical, doctors review medical histories for a variety of reasons, but say they review yours for whatever reason. And you change that person's mind about cannabis. And that was the goal. The goal has always been personally to destigmatize and to really, um, you know, create more awareness around the benefits of this plant um, and to add more moral support for the plant as opposed to against the use of the plant, especially being located in the Bible Belt. You know, we do a great job, I think, of even... um, disarming Christians or those who are very religious in their focus, and they may feel like this is the devil's lettuce. But when you back it with medical data, and we look at how overly prescribed our elderly community is, or how overly prescribed, you know, children are developing addictions to psychological medication as early as six. You know, we think about what's happening in our true culture, we can't, we can't afford to have conversations about whether or not this is a sin or if we're going to heaven or hell. Like, no, this is, if we continue down this path, we're going to end up with robots of people because they're all going to be drugged. And it's going to be at the hand of a pharmaceutical industry, which is permissible in this country. And it's not fair. It's not fair because the quality of life could be so much different if plant-based alternatives were brought mainstream. And so we definitely, I'm, I'm big on being an ambassador for the plant. Um, and you got to be a rebel with a cause. So this is my mm-hmm. cause for my rebel nature. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I also 
I think we may be saying a little bit different things, but I also think the robots are going to take over the world. So that's all I heard. So I'm hearing that we on the same team. That's what I'm hearing. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's super inspiring. Honestly, like I do my researches and stuff, but obviously I don't know your personal story and that's such an inspiring story. Cause like I said, all I thought about when you were saying that was like, oh my gosh, somebody is going to see her medical history, like later on down the line at some point and be like, this is black and white facts that this really did help. And that is, that is going to be the catalyst for change for at least I'm, I'm saying three because that's just my favorite number three and seven. So let's say 37. Let's just put them together. We can get more people in here. 37 people going to see that and be like, damn. And they're going to be converts right there. You just converted 37 people. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we always want to tell people advocate for your wellness. Now be wise. If you're, if you're consuming in a market and it's not recreationally legal or you don't have medicinal access, then don't tell them that you're consuming THC if you're not, you know, and you do want to be cannabinoid specific because that's what the research should support, which cannabinoid actually helped you with this medical problem. Um, So if it's more CBD, if it's more THC, whatever it is, but the benefit of, of, of hemp and hemp derived CBD is that it is legal universally. So you can be very free with those conversations for sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Please don't tell somebody that you're your doctor that you're smoking that good shit and you are like in Texas. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but you know, still advocate for your health. I am I am an advocate for advocating for your health as a black woman. because uh, they have proven time and time again in these medical industries they do not care about us. So we gotta care about us. So I love your story. I I just love origin stories, period. I know my listeners hear that all the time, but that's just such a beautiful one and inspiring. And like I said, we're going to figure this out and then we're going to make some money. <laughs> and I, I just like, where, where can you go wrong there? <laughs> you really can't. So um, I always like to do a quick temp check. Check in with my guests, see how your week's been, how your mental health is doing. I don't think we check in with each other enough. So I really just want to ask, how are you doing this Monday morning? Yeah, I feel good. Mental health is great. Um, I know you are Pacific Standard Time. We're East Coast Time. So we pretty much wrapped the business day. It was a great day. Great start of the week. Um, Yeah, sun is shining, you know. Drank a lot of water today. North Carolina. Okay. Yep. North Carolina. The weather is nice over there right now. Weather's nice. It's like in the low 70s. Sun is bright. You know, it's just really beautiful. I actually live on a lake. So, you know, I get a chance to see the water in the backyard often. And yeah, you know, I have no complaints. I'm just excited to be alive. And. Certainly, um, again, I can't thank this plan enough for giving me the ability to fight through the brain fog and all of the things that life can just throw on you. Um, So it feels good to be in a good frame of mind. How are you? I am doing well. But first, I want to say, isn't it just wonderful to start like a Monday off in like a beautiful day, sun's out, you're feeling good, you're getting shit done, like Mondays are always going to be Mondays, but it's just so nice when it's a really good Monday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so I'm doing good. I am actually starting back to school tonight. So mm-hmm. I'm a little, uh, I'm excited because I haven't been to school in a while, but really because I'm going to class for small business management, which is really something that I'm interested in, like how to build this bigger. Um, and so it's like starting a new journey. And then I have, it's also, I'm sitting here looking out my window and it's a bright and sunny day. I do need to get out of the house because I haven't left the house yet today. But um, otherwise, no complaints, no complaints at all, um, which is, you know, on a Monday is, is a lot. <laughs> that's Say good. I have no complaints on a Monday. That's a, that is a success. What's Absolutely. The, what's the um, trending sound on, on IG? A win is a win. That's, yeah. That's how I'm feeling. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that felt good. I'm glad to hear that we're both in a really good space. Should make this uh, a really nice and uplifted and positive. Not that all of my episodes aren't uplifted and positive, at least I hope. Um, but like a bright and sun, shiny smoke session. Yeah. Let's get yeah, into it. Love that. So um you were telling us a little bit about what you're smoking, but give us a little bit more of a rundown. What are you smoking today? And um, do you have any munchies over there or any? So, you know, I actually have a, a caramel rice cake. Don't judge me, oh. but I tend to do rice cakes and bananas. So this is our exotic. This is actually a WH Farms exotic pre-roll. It is a sativa blend of cherry citrus hemp flour. And then the hemp flower is the hemp pre-roll is actually covered in a thousand milligrams of our CBD honey. And then is coated in keef, blue lotus, and mullein. So it's a little bit of a treat. A little bit of a treat. That sounds like a lot of bit of a treat. It just kept, yeah, it it just burns kept going. Really, really slow. Yeah. That sounds the honey makes it delicious. a really slow burn. But it's so awesome because hemp, as you know isn't like marijuana in that it doesn't have lots of THC. But the blue lotus gives it gives you that creative stimulation and also that cognitive stimulation that makes it a very well-rounded burn. And I just, you know, I'm like some some sometimes you want to pre-roll for the entire pre-roll and sometimes you just want a few pulls and you want to pull it out and you just want to get your group and this is one of those types of rolls where you pull it a couple of times but as you can see, it burns so slow that it literally, it preserves really well. What are you, you smoking? Know, we love preserving trees. So I'm never going to be mad about that. I I still get the effect and I got, it lasts longer. Like the, the amount, I'm here for it. <coughs> yeah, that sounds, <coughs> I cough a lot just forewarning. It's okay. We'll breathe again. Don't worry about it. Um, that sounds so tasty. Like, like the honey and then the keef and it just, that sounds really good. I'm a, I've always said that I wanted to go to North Carolina. My mom has no idea why. Um, I honestly have no idea why it's just some one day when I was like 17, somebody's like, if you could go anywhere, where would you in the U S where would you go? And North Carolina was the first thing that popped up in my head. I have never Aww. been there. I don't know anybody there. Well, now I do. Yeah, um, it's on my list of places to go just because I can't get that thought out of my head now. So I'll definitely have to get out there 
and uh, see about that that exotic pre-roll because I am I'm very interested now. Yeah, no, and they ship nationwide, so definitely check oh, them really? out on our site as well. well. I got to wait. Oh, oh, this is a thing. Okay, see, this is this is the uh, wonderful byproducts of doing this podcast. Is that one? I meet so many great people, but I also find so many great products. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited. Sure. Yeah, I have to let you uh, know how how that one hits when I get my hands on one. I am smoking. What am I smoking? <coughs> this is from my plug. This is Iceman from my friend who sells trees. I guess the plug. Is that a plug? The can and you know all these words. My weed man. Um, your guy, your supplier. Yeah, he, yeah, all them things. Uh. He got good shit for less. So you can't beat that. Um, But yeah, this is Iceman. And it's supposed to be like a, I think a sativa dominant hybrid. Um, When I looked it up on Leafly, because, you know, when you get it from the Weed Man, it it don't have like the terpenes and nothing listed on it. You're lucky if you get the name. Um, But when I looked it up, it says feelings of uplifted, happy, focused, uh, energizing. And I was like, yes. I want to be all of those things. And then also I have so much more to do after this call. So we don't have time to be tired. Right, Um, right, right. So yeah, so this is my first time trying it though. So I really hope it don't make me tired. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's that's what I got. Iceman. I don't have any munchies. I should have. I should have found some munchies, but oh, well, it's fine. But it tastes. This tastes really good. So, how are you with flavor profiles? So, because <laughs> I'm horrible. You know, you can being being on the plant touching side, you get a chance to see like why and how things work the way they work. And so, I do. I I really like the profiles of you know the cit- the citrus um, fragrance or the citrus flavonoids or. Um, some of the other, uh, like the cushions have some similarities in terms of their terpene and flavonoid profile that gives it the same sort of flavor. So I do enjoy that. Um, but I just like a good smooth burn. I like a good smooth burn. I like a pull and a, and a stimulant that kind of gives me a guided journey. I don't like anything that's too abrupt. Um, that's just like my style. Like I like, I've always, I I say all the time, the plant is innocent. Like she's innocent. I I refer to her as a lady. So I kind of like the lady likeness of the plant. I look at it from that perspective. Like she doesn't just. Right. Have you seen that meme where it's like, um, cannabis has to be be a woman because no man is bringing anybody this much peace. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. She definitely <laughs> is feminine. She is yes. female for sure. Yeah, because I ain't met a man to bring this kind of peace ever. <laughs> like, so there are a few out there. There are a few that bring peace. Can you can you let me know where they are? <laughs> in the right direction, man. Please, thank you. Because <laughs> I've been looking and I ain't found one out there. <laughs> but you know, I keep saying. um, I think 
I think my soulmate is like down south somewhere. I don't know why. Uh-huh. Like you know how you just get feelings. Like I just feel like, and I don't know where down south it could be Georgia, you know, Mississippi, Alabama. I hope not Florida because you know Florida is a wild place. It's a wild but, place, but you can get them out of place, Florida. Sir, you them out. Whatever you, you move somewhere else. Yeah, look. So wherever you come from, as long as you meant for me, that's what I'm looking for. But <laughs> I just have a feeling that he's down south. Maybe even Texas. I can do it in Texas, Louisiana, because baby, let me tell you that Louisiana accent. (laughs) Look, actually, I should not get a Louisiana man because you can have whatever you want to be. Just talk to me. (laughs) Just, just whisper sweet nothings in my ear. That's all I need from you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how we got here. Anyway, this is why I love. Right, this is why I love smoking because you just, you just be talking. And right now, I'm manifesting my man, so. It's fine. Yes. It's fine. And, you know, cannabis is a root plant. So to manifest using a root plant is wise. I, okay, so didn't know it was a root plant, but also don't really know what a root plant is. But I feel like that's significant. <laughs> but I I have been saying that I feel so more so much more powerful and I feel like my intentions and everything like that are so much more powerful mm-hmm. when I speak my manifestations and then consume or like consume at the same time as speaking them like and maybe it's like you said because it's a it's a what, what it's mean? a root plant yeah because plant. you know it's it grows obviously um the plant grows deep roots underground as it flowers above ground but beyond that um, I think that yes, that the, is beautiful. Yeah, it is like beautiful. Just the thought of that, like deep roots underground, and it's growing these. Oh, yeah, appreciations it, for the plant every day. It's a beautiful plant for sure. But the other part of it, um, I think, is that it helps us to mentally undress ourselves. And I think that the process of manifestation requires that childlike mind, because you have to believe in the infinite possibility. You have to be invincible in thought. You have to really have like this enthusiasm as if you've never experienced disappointment. And how else can you so easily undress your mind from all of the layers of life and lifing and disappointment than to take a few tokes, right? And to put yourself in a different frame of mind. I think it's a wise thing to do while manifesting. That was so beautiful. Literally, I felt a tear in my eye. I'm not even being like... (laughs) sarcastic like my eyes are watering up a little bit that's beautiful like I I don't think I've ever thought of it that way and you just put it so eloquently like I always just did it because I just truly felt in my soul like it felt different it felt like it hit different but like to I'm very much a why person like I always want to know the why behind something that's why I google everything um and so like to hear you put the why that way that you did uh that I can't wait to that's gonna be a clip that's going to be a clip right there. <laughs> and, and perfectly timed because let's do, let's get into these high blessings. Like let's get into these manifestations and these affirmations. And of course, do it high. So um, do you want to do your high blessing first or would you like me to do mine? You could do yours first. Okay. So my high blessing is actually um, a proverb that I am it's becoming my favorite like the one that I'm trying to repeat to myself over and over and over again 
um, in that it is uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And that is my goal for this year. That is what 2024 is about. It's about executing and not not depending on what I understand, but having faith that he's leading me in the right direction to where I want to go to all of my things bigger than I could even dream. Yeah. And so that's what I really want to manifest. That was what was on my heart today was just this proverb that I've been trying to repeat to myself or not trying. I've been repeating to myself in the moments where I'm feeling like, I don't know, or what am I doing? Or can I do this? Like, this is what I've been repeating to myself in those moments where I'm having doubt, when I'm having imposter syndrome. Like, you don't need to be worried because he got this. He would not have put this on you if you couldn't do this. So he got this. He already knows, like, trust and do, execute. Trust and execute. That's all. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's certainly a beautiful one. Congratulations to you you for finding that and a bit of instruction. The book of Proverbs is one of my favorite books in the Bible. It's a great instructional guide. Um, So that was good. Have you, um, thank you very much. Have you, have you read the Bible, like the whole Bible? Not from cover to cover, but I study and read it pretty frequently and pretty intensely. Um, I'm very big on understanding biblical and scriptural instruction because I think that it really, you know, I'm a I'm a fan of spirituality and relational uh, relationship and righteousness, not religion. So um, I'm very big on understanding the instruction and the words from a direct relationship with the piece of work versus through a person. Not that I don't, you know, love church, love the style of church, go to church. I do all of those things, but first and foremost, I'm a I'm a woman of God. You know what I'm saying? So I mm-hmm. tend to like, you know, go that direction. So I love that you. Like you said, you've been repeating it over and over and over again. That's so good because it's very important to train your psyche to to understand and to adopt that mindset. Because when you adopt the mindset, that's where the promises come from. My probably, if if I were to go with a scriptural reference as like a high blessing, then mine would be, it's a scripture in Mark, and I forget the exact scripture, but it says, let no man enter into the house of a strong man and take his goods unless he first binds the strong man. And I think that when you think about entrepreneurship, ambition, growth, manifestation, we always kind of start and stop when we think about getting it. But there is a need to have some sort of discipline or principles around keeping it. And one of the things that I love about that particular scripture is it talks about like, let no man enter into the house of a strong man and take his goods unless he first binds the strong man. So, it, you know, we are we live in a season where people are being more vocal about what bondage looks like to them, whether it's mental bondage. You mentioned it's um, uh, imposter syndrome, whether it is, you know, traumatic bondage from, you know, inner child trauma or things that we've gone through in our past. Whatever it is, it could be financial bondage from circumstances, et cetera. I think that what I love about that scripture is that it reminds us to identify what has you bound. Like what has you in bondage? Because the only way that someone can come into your house and take your joy, your peace, your happiness, your prosperity is if they've identified where you've not identified where you're in bondage. I love that. 
And I don't know that, um, I don't know I would have understood that if you hadn't explained it. So I really appreciate that. No um, problem. I think it goes, like, what I what I took from what you just said is that nobody has the power to take from you unless they know more about you than you do. And that's so true. And that's so wild. Like, I feel like that's really, like, I'm sitting here like, wow. You like, have to, I, like, I, your awareness. You have to, right. we have to constantly elevate our awareness of ourselves. Because right. then it becomes like, why does this keep happening? Because the door is still open. You never mm-hmm. closed the door. Mm-hmm. You never dealt with that thing. And that's so um, very relative, relative to what I was talking to my therapist about on Friday. So I feel like this is a sign or a reinforcement of what we were talking about then. So again, I appreciate that. And it's definitely um, something I will continue to think about. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And then in terms of affirmation, one of the things that I always tell myself is I am an alchemist, which means that I can turn poison into medicine. I don't, I try to preserve my attitude and channel it in a space or an energy frequency that can transform poison into medicine. Whatever the hardest situation is, whatever the biggest challenge is, it's like, you know what, I have enough energy to turn it into medicine and to allow it to serve me, serve my life, serve my mission in whatever way possible. Mm-hmm. And that's a um, a gift, beautiful gift to have because it's, it's more than just seeing the silver lining in things, you know, which is a, a feed in and of itself. Um, but to be able to then see it and then use it, is like a, the the use it in and like you said transform it is the like a step up and that's that's a very beautiful thing and I fully understand why you would want to manifest and affirm that it's a beautiful gift to have. Thank you. Because Lord have mercy, when things get rough, you just will be, or at least me, I just be wanting to lay down. <laughs> so let's let's go take a nap for a little while. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more power to you, sister. I'm gonna be behind <laughs> you. We we working on this nap thing. I'm gonna be behind you eventually. Right there with you. <laughs> um, yes, those are beautiful, and I feel very, very inspired. Um, and I think we should uh, light up to that real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Yes. And you know, oh, that's what I was going to say. So, you know, you were, how you were saying, like, the repeating is something that is important. And I've really, one another thing I was talking to my therapist about was, like, I've really been working on this affirmation thing and, like, manifesting and finding the positive and doing all these things. And I feel like <coughs> lately, no matter how much I reframe and manifest and affirm and you know talk positively and you know give myself self-love and all that the the negative thoughts are like creeping like they're attacking they are attacking right now and it's been like the last few weeks and I'm like you know I'm still fighting it but it got to me the other day where I'm like well damn (laughs) like how much more reminding and repeating can I do or do I need to do and like you said I had to 
I had to continue to repeat it. And then I had to realize that repeating it is part of the process. Yeah. And you know what else? You know what else you should do? Tell me, what's your workout or what's your physical movement schedule like? Oh, so you're just going to go straight for the jugular. No, so then you don't even have to answer. You don't even have to answer. (laughs) No, I was going to say, I don't even have one. There's a book. I I went on a walk yesterday. That's good. And it probably helped because there's a book that's called um, Your Miracle Morning by Hal Elroyd or Elride. And it's five things that you need to do every morning. And one of them is, is any sort of physical movement. It could be like your favorite song dancing for like three or four minutes straight, straight in the shower, straight out of the shower, nothing formal, but we can't fight old habits with old energy. It has to be new energy. You need to produce more energy. Like you gotta, you gotta produce energy. That's how you fight it. You fight it by improving. You know what I'm saying? Like not just getting into a different habit, but becoming a different person while getting into a different habit. And the joy incrementally that you'll get in your life by dancing to your favorite song every morning, give it a month, you'll be like, why am I just randomly smiling? It's because you've created your own joy chamber. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love that because I did start, um, I have a list, a playlist on Spotify. It's called my Sunshine Playlist. Exactly. Yeah. And so I would play, I still do. I play that when I'm feeling in a mood, like not necessarily even if something has to be necessarily wrong. I play it when something's wrong, but when I'm just like in a mood, you know, especially around that time of the month when I'm like, it, like, don't talk to me, don't look at me, none of that. I'm like, okay, check yourself, girl. These are hormones raging. Let's go play the sunshine playlist. And I immediately feel better. Yeah. So just thinking about like, okay, maybe when we play the playlist, we get up and dance to some of the songs. Yes. Incorporating that. And then another thing you said, um, you got to produce more energy. You know how sometimes you, you, you can hear the same, you can hear something over and over and over again, but when somebody says it, it just kind of clicks. So just like thinking of it as producing more, like thinking of movement as producing more energy just kind of clicked for me like if you have negative energy you're feeling down you're tired you don't want to do anything how do you fix that you produce more energy that's the opposite and like I said these are very one plus one equals two but it was just the way you said it I was like huh (laughs) I will say that I am not a morning person and I cannot guarantee that this will not happen you know at 9 p.m. Exactly. But exactly. it's just but the it, consistency. Exactly. I yeah. I'm I'm looking for something to help me combat those moments. Mm-hmm. And so producing, you know, a new energy, I think that just like makes sense to me. And so we'll see how that goes. Congratulations. Definitely. I I wish yeah. you well with that. Thank you. I appreciate you. This is like a like a free therapy session almost. <laughs> I'm just old. It's just what happens when you're over 40. You've lived a little bit. So you got a little, you got some tricks up your sleeve that you can share. This is wonderful for me. (laughs) Because like, I'm telling you, it was like, I had a light bulb moment to see, produce more energy. Huh? It just, it just makes sense. Okay. Well, that's beautiful. You've, you've, you've just made my little heart just expand. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 my brain, my my brain is expanded. I've learned new things. 
in this conversation. And so I cannot wait to learn more new things in our blunt talk session because you, you are great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so thank you. Speaking of the blunt talk, our topic today is going to be CBD everything because you're like the CBD queen. Yeah. And, um, when I was doing my researches and stuff for this, I was like, oh, she, she really do the CBD thing. Like she really knows her stuff about the CBD things. And so I'm super excited because I feel like, um, for the people who are not super involved in the plant, the community and everything like that, they really only see cannabis as the intoxicating, right. like you said, beavis and butthead, sit on the couch type of thing. Like they really don't think of it at from the medicinal standpoint. Yeah. And when I think of medicinal cannabis, yes, you, I, you can have medicinal THC, I believe, think. Um, but I think of CBD when I think right. of medicinal cannabis. Yeah. And so before we get into all of the stuff that you do, why it's helpful, all of these things, I want to speak to the people who may or may not be aware of what CBD is, or they are, but they're not sure why they should do this instead of THC. So can you give us, a quick breakdown of what is what is CBD and how is it different from THC or maybe so, some of the other cannabinoids? Yeah, absolutely. So this, first of all, is an amazing question that I love answering because <laughs> THC and CBD, are, I tell people that they are cousins. They are not brothers. And so that pretty much means that everyone assumes that when THC is involved, it produces one thing and CBD produces something different. And although that's true and it's very true, but they're not lower variations. So it's not that THC is a standard and CBD is a lesser version. They all individually have their own potency and power and capacity. That's really, really important. So um, first of all, there are multiple species of the cannabis plant. Right. And so there there is the species that has more than 0.3 percent THC, and that would be the um, the marijuana species. And then there's a species that has less than 0.3 percent THC on a dry weight basis. And that's considered hemp. So hemp has more CBD and less THC. Marijuana has more THC and lower levels of CBD normally. Right. And so. Sorry, I'm going to, because you just, my mind was just blown right now. <laughs> um, I, and again, as much as I like to Google and don't get me wrong, I do, but have I ever Googled this? No. Um, I always thought hemp was like the same thing as, what did I think? Sorry, I'm high. So I, what did you say? You said hemp is cannabis that has less than 0.3% THC. Right. It is cannabis that has less than 0.3% THC on a dry waste. Yes. That's what hemp is by, by legal definition. Okay. Then maybe, 
So hemp is cannabis. Hemp is cannabis. Okay, so that, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I was like, wait, am I learning new things here again? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It was just, I, you know, the dots were not connecting for a second. But now they're, no they're not connecting. Yep. <laughs> so hemp, hemp is a version of cannabis. And as is marijuana, the difference between the two are their THC levels. Now. Okay, for- that's where I was confused. Yes. I thought cannabis, well, it is, but I thought cannabis and marijuana were the same thing. Like same, like just different names for the same thing. Cannabis but is really, the scientific plant that has two species, hemp or marijuana. So marijuana is a species of cannabis. Got it. But they're not exactly this. Like you can't technically use those words interchangeably. Interchangeably, right. Because hemp like can also be cannabis. And so right. marijuana and, and hemp are not the same thing. Right. Because right now we do use cannabis, marijuana, weed, all of those things interchangeably, interchangeably but like, there's a, right, right. There's a distinction from hemp though. Right. And I think that's where my confusion was coming in is like, we use all these words and, but it really is cannabis is the, the daddy. Yes. He's where everything come from. Right. And hemp is the daughter. And cannabis can either be hemp or marijuana, depending on the THC levels. Okay. Okay. I, it's making sense to me now. Yep. Yep. And now, so THC, so the cannabis plant, either hemp or marijuana, all have what's called cannabinoids, these chemical qualities. And so that's when you have your CBD, your your THC, your CBN, CBG, and all of these various chemical components. And so what people don't realize is that our country has gotten used to or acclimated to only one personality profile of a plant. But in essence, this is a pretty well-rounded woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, not only can she stimulate your mind and give you a great time, but there are certain chemical components that can help with uh, anti-inflammatory challenges that you may be having. There are certain um, chemical elements that can help with your respiratory functionality, with cardiovascular health. Um, We have seen applications that are not only applicable to humans, but also to pets. There is, you know, there are chemical components that are applicable to helping with uh, any sort of behavioral behavioral science or behavioral uh, matters as it relates to like ADHD and things of that nature. And so that's the benefit of understanding, you know, and what we bring as a company to the marketplace. We really wanted to really open up and have the entire conversation about the plant and really showcase that specifically hemp derived CBD because hemp being a plant that's rich with CBD is to be looked at as a therapeutic option. So it's for, you know, lifestyle It's for like, we talk about those daily joy habits, you know, taking your CBD tincture helps to stabilize. And these are just not medical claims because we don't make medical claims. We understand FDA's restrictions, but these are testimonials from our clients that take tincture and they have had their blood pressure stabilized or their A1C blood sugar levels are able to stabilize in record time where it would take them weeks normally to bring their A1C levels down. It would happen in a matter of 72 hours as it you know relates to the benefits because our bodies, all of us, mammals, so that's pets as well as people, 
have what's called an endocannabinoid system. And so those CBD components, it connects with our ECS system and it helps to stabilize our body. It helps to reset and really stabilize our body so that we're able to, um, a lot of nurses refer to it as balancing. It helps to really balance your stress levels, your hormonal levels, ease your anxiety, helps with blood flow, helps with respiratory functionality, helps with cognitive function. Like it just is a phenomenal way of applying the plant into your daily life. So first agreed with like everything you said. Uh, I just nerded out for you. You can see what happens when I consume. I nerd out. This is why weed is amazing because you just like, you just gave us gold because you're high. Like, look at that. That is like, I love this plant so much. Um, <laughs> so another thing you just, and, 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 and yes, you did nerd out, but could you see, like, I was hanging on to every word. Like literally I was hanging on to every word. Um, so one second while my mind drains up, brings all that in. Um, I think another thing that I didn't realize is, or never, and maybe it's because I didn't realize hemp and marijuana were technically two different things. Um, I never realized that hemp is, is, or there's a difference between CBD. Well, I never realized there was actually CBD hemp. I think yeah. I really thought it only like hemp, right? I never thought of anything from hemp as uh I thought of more of a I guess a textile. Like you can use it to make clothes. You I know you can use it to you know do you can make a lot of things out of hemp. But I never really thought of hemp as the thing that you consume. I always thought that was just the mar- like just marijuana. So what do you think or know is going to have, um, what is the difference? I'm so sorry because I am not wording this well. I'm struggling. Um, what is the difference between CBD from marijuana and CBD from hemp? That is what I'm trying to ask. So there are different chemical components. There's a lot of CBD from marijuana that's applied for cancer-related, more critical, um, chronic-related, you know, um, medical concerns. Mm -hmm. Hemp from, but I can't say that I've seen scientific research that offers me a side-by-side where I could list significant differences. I can just Mm -hmm. share where applications may be different as of present. Um, But hemp-derived CBD is something that is readily available, um, that is federally legal. And part of the reason why, as a company, WH Farms Co. is all about inspiring people to, if you're in the wellness industry, if you're in cannabis, if you have a retail space, if you have a brand and you want to add a product to your brand that has a wellness focus and be in the cannabis space, then hemp-derived CBD is why we our white label company that features those products is because it gives you the the greatest market share. You don't have to consider state by state regulations, but you're able to ship nationwide um, because it's federally legal. Right. And that's why you said I can get mine already. That, the dots are connecting again. It's connected. Back, connected right? again. <laughs> yes. They're connected again. Yeah. Cause um, 
I saw again when I was looking at looking on your profile and doing my research for the episode. I saw you mention a lot. C, uh, what is it? CBD derived hemp or hemp derived CBD? Hemp derived CBD. Okay, I was like, I'm getting one of them wrong. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of mentioning of hemp derived CBD, and I know that that's probably a uh, like a what is it called? Look at me about to go into my small business management. Can't even think of this word value proposition your selling point value selling proposition something like that certainly it's important it's It's the thing that sets you apart (laughs) is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah Yeah. and so um that being like such a, a a big thing on your on your platform i was like huh i never even knew that there was like a distinction yeah yeah and it's but it's you know it's I would think that because hemp derived CBD is higher in CBD, wouldn't you think they would use that for like the more special therapeutic cases like cancer or. So the element of the THC being being a lot higher in marijuana introduces a psychoactive element. And so when medical professionals are getting involved um, and administering product, then they're taking the risk of the potency of that CBD combined with the access or entourage effect of other cannabinoids present like THC. And so that's typically the reason why something like that requires, can't be sold without restriction. So you have state-by-state restriction, medical license restriction, medical card restrictions, but hemp-derived CBD doesn't have the presence of THC in the plant, so the entourage effect doesn't include any psychoactive threats. So do you know, or you said there really hasn't been any, like, data around, like, CBD, hemp-derived CBD versus marijuana-derived CBD. So you can't, you would nobody really knows, is one better for treating medical issues than the other? We're not there yet. We we may be, I'm not saying that we're not conclusively because I've not done that direct research, but I will say that um, there's been plenty of applications of marijuana-derived CBD used in, um, you know, oncology and, um, you know, some of the other cardiovascular spaces, um, neuro- neurological um, spaces that are typically doctor-prescribed. And, and a little bit more um, overseen as opposed to the hemp-derived CBD marketplace, which is just really, it appears to really stimulate across a, a wide range of, of audience members because we have customers who cater to children and we have customers who ch- who cater to the elderly. Um, and it seems to all produce a better wellness and quality of life. Right. So that's what they need to start. Well, I mean, I, I ain't a doctor, so I don't know, but I would think... That's what they need to start looking into is like, how does hemp derived CBD help in these medicinal or compared to the THC derived, or you know what I mean, marijuana derived CBD? Because then, you know, if we cut out some of those psychoactive effects that people are so worried about, especially when it comes to children, then maybe that's a better alternative. Than a prescription at the age of six. Yeah. Well, I mean, I fully believe any form of med- uh, medicinal uh, cannabis is going to be better than a man-made drug yeah. for a child Agreed. for anybody 
yeah. agreed. Anything made in a in a lab, I want I want the stuff that came out of the earth first. Let's try that first. And not to knock, you know, science, but no. to also recognize the element of nature that has so much proven evidence and strong case studies that supports its medicinal qualities for sure. Absolutely. And like you said, not to to knock medicine because there absolutely are medicines that are life saving and life changing. So I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm never take a pill. I take aspirin every month when my period comes. So don't, don't think I'm that person. But what I'm saying is that when you, when you introduce man into a product, there's always a chance, there's always a risk. Yeah. And when we're talking about the U.S. government and pharmaceutical and money, I absolutely believe that they put money over me. Yeah. So that is more the reason why I'm going to try the man-made thing. I mean, the earth-made thing first. Not just because I don't trust the medicine or I don't believe the medicine. I don't trust the people making the medicine. Absolutely. No, I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm actually very interested in, in hemp derived CBD. I'm definitely going to have to put an order in because I really want to see how it feels, the difference between, because I always keep me some CBD on hand uh, because when I love I to hear that, that. Yes. Always. Once, well, once I was told that if you get too high, consume some CBD and it'll bring you. Yes. It's a great down. stabilizer. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, really? It's okay. a great stabilizer. I always keep CP around. Because yeah. there's I don't do it often, but there have been a few times where I woke I I'm looking up like, oh bitch, we're high. Yeah. We're like, some high. of those some of those uh, you know, strains and cultivars are very, very aggressive and they can get you up fast. So C B D is a great stabilizer. We yeah. actually have THC free gummies. So we always recommend the THC free gummies as and I think we may have just sold out but i do know we have some you know check the site out i'm pretty sure by the time this airs we'll have those replenished but none nonetheless those are great for stabilizing and i i think that you should also try the pain bomb because you mentioned your the the pains around your monthly um the pain bomb is a phenomenal topical that you can rub on it's great for headaches it's great for any sort of muscle pain has a peppermint fragrance and before sleep, it helps you to sleep like a baby. It completely helps with insomnia relief. It really relaxes you. It helps helps to ease your anxiety. Um, again, these are just testimonials of actual use. Customers who've used it, it's one of our best-selling products. So you definitely would love that too. Yeah, because I'm always aching. I swear, and that's the other reason I need to be moving more because I'm like, there is no reason that at 34, your body should feel like you're 85. And it's literally because I don't move enough. And so, yes, I, I my shoulder is already screaming for bomb. <laughs> like, I could feel right the knot yes, that I want to put that on right it now. to outlast Icy Hot. So, you know, if you could put it on before bed I'm and it'll literally, like you'll feel it all the way throughout the night. Yep. So, and like you said, this is not to bombard people with sales or anything like that but these are straight testimonials and i'm i'm ready to give my testimonial so i i mean 
we gonna we gonna see how I'm telling you my as soon as you said bomb my shoulders started like twitching a little bit. <laughs> so it's, I need that. I need that. Me, me, me. <laughs> so um back to CBD. You gave us a lot of really good benefits of CBD, um, which I love because that was gonna be my next question. Um and do you know? Okay, so when I was typing this, I was like, "Are there any like cons to CBD?" Because I sure in the hell couldn't think of any. But no, also, I, I am not. Uh, I mean, it's still a species of cannabis. So, in the same way that there aren't any, you know, there are certainly cons to all consumption of of items. You know, the raw plant has to be consumed in a way that may involve other parts parts of or processes. So I think that it is good to make sure that you're dealing with a raw plant, um, full spectrum CBD, broad spectrum CBD, a lot of the Delta 8s, Delta 10s, and some of the other variations that are out there have some chemical influences that can make it a little bit less than desirable, especially for those who are familiar, unfamiliar with the plant. It can give you a very exaggerated psychoactive experience. So that's one thing that I will mention. Um, but when we're talking about the raw plant from the ground that God gave us, then in the same way that, you know, pure cannabis doesn't have any real negative side effects. Obviously, there's still research around um, if there are any negative implications to daily consumption. But for the most part, the only downside compared to like alcohol, when you consume a lot of cannabis is that you sleep. It's not producing anything that is mood altering um, or you lose cognitive functionality. Um, you know, there are moments where you could be super stoned and probably, obviously, I'm not suggesting that anyone drive under any sort of impairment. But aside from that, you typically sleep. So that's typically the downside of cannabis is you'll sleep mm -hmm. well. And I mean, I love naps. I love, I was just talking to my my mom about naps because <laughs> what did she say to me? She said something to me. Um, oh, because I was telling her that I am choosing at 34 to embrace my title as a spoiled brat um, in the family. I don't, I don't care no more if they, I'm a brat. Yes, I am. So what? Give me what I want and what? Been this way. She was like, yeah, okay. You should have been embracing that at five. And I was like, well, just like I am very upset with myself for not embracing naps when I was five, I'm upset about this. And we're making up for last time. And she said, girl, what makes you think you did not embrace naps when you were five? She I'm said, we would ask you, what do you want to do today, Jasmine? I want to go nap. <laughs> just, you don't, you don't want to go play? No, I'm going to go nap. And I was like, you know, that sounds very on brand for me. That sounds very on brand. So I am nap queen yeah. like i want a trophy i want it with a big old pillow on it yeah um so you know i if the only downside is naps i'm here for it <laughs> and i probably will Thanks, always sweet. be here for it yeah yeah um so what do you think like i said uh you were telling us a lot of the benefits of cbd earlier um medicinal also in terms of um entrepreneurship and you know getting into business and things like that 
What do you think is the most impactful benefits of CBD specifically for black women? Oh, the anxiety relieving qualities for sure. I think that we are all as women of color, um, black, brown women specifically are wound up completely, um, especially black women. Um, I think that that affects our blood pressure levels. It affects our functionality of our organs. It affects our joints, inflammation. It affects our cognitive functionality. It affects our reproductive capacity. Um, And when we think about the toll that anxiety alone can play on our overall body, then having a day, a solution that is, you know, able to be not only effective, but um, easily integrated into your lifestyle that can help you combat anxiety is such a huge benefit and probably the most valuable benefit um, to CBD applied by, by, by women of color and black women for sure. That was like a freaking commercial. That was beautiful. Yes, I agree. A hundred thousand percent. When I was again doing my Googles, I told you I love my Googles. When I was doing all that for this episode, I don't remember how I got to the site, but um, did you know that black women are uh, have the highest rate of sleep disorders? I'm not surprised. Right. We when are, I seen it, it was something that I didn't know, but I'm like, it also feels like it makes sense. Well, and it, then, you know, as a woman who's dealt with fibroids, you know, that again is something that only black women really share. Um, and it's just, it's, it's unfortunate, but there, it goes to show that our body, our bodies are managing more stress than they can. And mm-hmm. we do have to figure out a very tangible way of making sure that we're able to help reset that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And like, I never even thought about fibroids and like, yeah, that's something that pretty much only affects black women. And only. I, I have not done my Googles on fibroids, but I believe it has a lot to do with stress and like yeah. internal body things not doing what they're supposed to. And again, it makes, I don't want to say it makes sense because it doesn't make the damn sense, but one plus one equal is equal in two. When you say black women are the highest rate of sleep disorders or black women deal with fibroids because of stress, because yes, what, what, what more, you know, can we put on our shoulders for the rest of the world um, that we have not already. And then when you think about it, if you heal the black woman, you heal the black family. You absolutely heal the black family. And which means you heal the black community and it changes everything. Absolutely. You like know, we, and not just not just healing um, you know, emotional regulation is so valuable. And we all have seen the memes and conversations or even have perhaps been raised by a woman who, because she couldn't emotionally regulate, her feminine energy came across like a dragon, right? Mm -hmm. And how that can get patterned and passed down family to family, generation to generation, because we think that that's the only way to communicate with with our young But if we go to other cultures and see the way that they emotionally regulate, 
then we recognize like, oh, there's stress that we've not learned how to manage or cope with or disconnect from that other cultures have learned how to disconnect from. And so they're able to parent in a way that presents more presence and less abrasion and more, you know, love and openness and communication and articulation instead of shut up and do, get up and go, like just this level of, I don't have enough bandwidth to deal with you. So I blurt out things, you know, um, I think that you know, it, it'll heal the black family in so many different ways. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's what, it's what I'm here for. Yeah. Find a way to, you know, heal as many of us as I possibly can or bring together as many of us as I possibly can so we can heal each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, cause I think that's a community it, job. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely. Like you have to heal yourself. Don't get me. I'm not, I'm not saying that it is a lot of internal personal work. Right. However, having a community behind you to support you through that personal work yeah. is foundational to your success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I love and that you identified that as your, absolutely. And I think that, you know, that's why the concept is, is considered radical black joy, black girl, joy, black boy, joy It's radical to see because it demonstrates a level of lightness and ease that allows for joy and not heaviness and not, you know, um, just all of the things that comes along with the experience. Should we not properly alchemize all of the feelings into something that, you know, can give us that positive burst that we need? Um, and I think that that's something that's really important to consider as well, like allowing joy allowing joy in life. And that's one of the things that I love about my CBD consumption. It helps. It's a great mood elevator. And so it gives me, it just gives me an extra pep in my step. I don't know how else to say it. I take my tincture in the morning with my coffee and it's just like pep in my step completely. Um, it's just awesome. Yeah. I love that. I, um, my post today, the, one of the last sentence was, um, I'm not, I'm not chasing the bag anymore. I'm chasing joy. And because the bag will always be at the end of joy. Like that's why I'm going for it because I'm tired. Like we don't have to live in survival mode. Mm -hmm. We don't have to live in survival mode. And I guarantee you when you get out of survival mode and you start truly enjoying your life and the things around you, regardless of your circumstances, because I also realize that I speak from a place of privilege in a lot of different ways, but there's a lot of ways that I'm not speaking from a place of privilege too. <laughs> so again, it goes back to finding that silver lining and, and transmuting that, that energy into something positive and into joy. And I guarantee you, it makes so it makes dealing with the survival things so much maybe not easier but you can see the you can see the end result a lot clearer it's like you an can, adventure you, right you can get through it yeah it's not like a like a dark cloud is following you the whole time you're just right. instead you're just walking there's no dark <laughs> cloud i mean you still got to walk it's still a journey you still, still got to walk put on your shoes and get to going <laughs> <laughs> but this ain't a dark cloud following you on that walk. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And if if 
CBD can give me that, if cannabis can give me that, if THC can give me that, baby, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, every time, every time. Um, so as a CBD consumer, me, um, and as you, a CBD supplier, slanger, gift giver, uh, what is, what's another one? Nope. I got no more. Okay. Um, what should people look for in quality CBD? Mm. Because I know we are definitely going through a serious time of lack of integrity, lack of regulation, lack of pure care of what people are putting into their bodies for the ultimate bottom line. So how do we, oh, okay. I do want you to answer this question, but you had said something earlier and I just remembered it. Um, Delta eight, Delta nine, Delta 10, because I just learned that's a thing. Do they have are there like are those all the t- the the marijuana ones or are there like hemp delta nine hemp so, delta eight? Yeah, that's a great question. So delta nine is the THC that we know and love. That is the marijuana THC. That is the less than 03 percent THC in hemp. That is delta nine is what we love. It is the natural THC in the plant. That's our thing, right? Okay. Delta eight and delta ten are hemp derived. And they're, they're meant to provide opportunities in non-medical, non-recreational markets to offer a psychoactive option that is supposed to parallel Delta 9. But what's happening in many instances is that it's exceeding or exaggerating the high um, from Delta 9. So they're not natural. They're not naturally occurring. In, in the capacity to produce the psychoactive effect that the products produce. There's altering that's done in, in labs to allow for that to happen. So Delta A is from hemp, but it's somebody yes. taking hemp, putting some chemicals with it, and then selling it. Correct. Got it. So, which leads me to the question that reminded me of that question. Um, with the lack of regulation, with people yeah. just putting chemicals and stuff, um, because you know, also that probably gives a really bad name to for hemp Delta products 9. and for Delta Nine. Like THC is great, you know, and it should mm-hmm. be able to be received by those becoming familiar with it in a natural state, in natural form. <laughs> so, right. I think that all of these other altering psychoactive cannabinoids can be um, misleading and take our focus from what is demonstrated to have medical and uh, other benefits for multiple centuries. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. When, like I said, when you start introducing man into stuff, that's when I'm Complicated like, mm. things. Yeah. Man, go in there and start messing up stuff. Um, yeah. So, okay. So my actual quality. question. I'm sorry. I keep cutting yeah. you off. No, no, no. Um, in terms of quality though, Yes. Um, I definitely recommend one of the things that our company provides is, is a certificate of analysis. Um, we actually have a third party DEA certified lab to test all of our product, flour and finished goods, to confirm that all of our ingredients are uh, or the cannabinoids are naturally occurring, um, to also show the percentage of the cannabinoids. So you can look at obviously the percentage of CBD that's in the product. 
Um, you can also look at, sometimes they will provide terpene analysis so you can really get a breakdown of the terps that are available. And then you also want to just kind of understand the values of your supplier. Many suppliers are not farmers. And so, you know, they are always sourcing and they want you want to see where they're sourcing from, but sometimes they don't make that available. We love that we offer traceability. And so we are the farm. Um, we also provide the, um, so we, we are able to, to, to oversee the agricultural practices. We follow organic agricultural practices. We're USDA licensed. We have our flour tested very frequently to make sure that through our supply chain, we keep a federally legal product. And the other piece is um, as a new consumer, you also just want to make sure that you know, your packaging will have like a label on it that gives you information. Our manufacturing side, we focus on organic ingredients. You know, we really want to make sure that we're complementing nature with nature. So we do a great job at, you know, really building entourage effects throughout our products. And that's something that I think that we offer that's unique to our company that we definitely encourage people to, you know, kind of understand that as a standard as they um, delve into this space. Yeah, like, so what I, when I, when you said that you encourage the entourage effect, I thought about what you said about what you're smoking today. Like, there's the flower, there's the honey, there's the keef, and all together, it makes just a very beautiful experience. Yeah. And it, and you see that I just consumed and we've kept, you know, it's, I'm functional. There's not a, you know, so I th and not to say that everyone's response is the same, but that's, we create products for a functioning, high achieving professional, someone who has multi, a multi hyphenate or the mom who's also working, who's also a wife. Like we understand like, Hey, we know you have stuff to do. That's why we want to help you incorporate cannabis into your lifestyle. Right. It's like, like you said, cannabis is not just for Beavis and Butthead activities. Like you can do cannabis and get up and get shit done. I do it every day. Like literally. And I, I use cannabis more to get up and get shit done than I do to, to lay on. I can go to sleep by myself. Right, Again, right. I love nap time. <laughs> it is. I, since a child, apparently I have always loved nap times. So I don't need yeah. help sleeping. I need help getting my ass out the bed. Yeah. And that's what cannabis does for me. Um, I had, you said, Oh, um, so the first thing you had said was a certificate of analysis, which I hear that a lot. Everybody says, I always ask for a C of A, I always ask for a C of A. And I actually used for, to work for a chemical company. So I know what a C of A is. Um, and I know that if you ask for it, they do have to give it to you by law. Um, but I don't, do people really ask for C of A's? I know we should. But well, we actually we actually place ours on our packaging, so you can just scan the QR code. We just we are very transparent in that regard. Is that what that QR code? Because you know I be seeing QR codes on a lot of packages. I be like, why? Yes, and the I always QR thought it was like advertising. Yeah, see what happens when you actually look at stuff instead of just assuming. You learn things, people. <laughs> Don't be like me and just assume. Um. Yeah, because I, I, I was thinking about that and I hear all the time and I'm like, but I have never actually heard somebody say, like, go into a dispensary and be like, oh, can I see the C of A for that, you know, cookies, products or whatever. And so, but do people really do that or is it just always on the packaging? 
Well, for us, it's always on the packaging, um, but we also have clients, especially our business clients, that if they need a COA for something, then you know they'll certainly request it or request it from the website. Yeah, meaning the information is out there because, especially with CBD and hemp products, because regulation is not the same as it is for a THC product. And mind you, THC products, you still need to be doing, like, you can get, I don't want to say messed with, but stuff that's not maybe what you thought it was dealing with THC products. But the lack of regulation in hemp specifically, um, It makes me say, like, if you're going CBD or hemp-driven CBD, make sure you know what you're doing before you get into that product. Make sure it's a quality product because there's so much out here that's not. Well, and, you know, let me also just say that statistically, we are actually tested more than the recreational and the medical market. Really? Yep. So So, our products tend to be a little bit more um, current and... Verified. So then why do you, why do you guys why does the hemp industry get such a um bad rep because there's no regulation there's no regulation so you never know like people scream that from the rooftops Well there's there's definitely a lot of opportunities for loopholes which is what the delta 8s and the delta 10s are and the HH mm. HHCs or whatever the acronyms are but the other side though is that because hemp products have more commercial applicability, we're moving through different channels that require verifications, that require testing. Again, cannabis, marijuana products can only move state by state, but a hemp product can go around the country. And so that naturally will require now your shipping partner needs regular testing. Your e-commerce partner needs regular testing, you know, and so you have all of these partners that you have to do business with that require a compliance that keeps you more regulated than most uh, dispensaries may be because they're working with local government and they're working with like regional support, whereas we're working with e-commerce and more of a digital demand and and shipping specifically. Mm -hmm. So that... I'm thinking then that the, you know, shouting from the rooftops about hemp regulation is more about the loopholes that people are finding than actually testing and standards and quality. Correct. 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 Very interesting. Actually, to that point, I think that the definition for cannabis needs to be expanded. I think it should be psychoactive to include marijuana and hemp, non-psychoactive to include hemp, and then industrial to include textile and other applications. Because if you break it down into those three categories, then you can develop policy and regulations around intent. And everything that's psychoactive is including hemp, hemp and marijuana, that's psychoactive should be regulated as such. But things that are non-psychoactive and industrial shouldn't be. And I think that that creates a simple approach to how it should be managed. You know, I really feel like there are so many simple approaches that we just, because people are just so invested in arguing with each other. Yeah. That 
it can't like f- lord forbid it be that simple <laughs> because yeah like to me that makes sense but i'm sure you know there's some politico out there who say well no you could never do that because of a b c d i don't believe you I'll, y'all could figure out a way to make it that goddamn simple <laughs> personally <laughs> i like i believe that you can <laughs> but you know we'll stay away from politics in this conversation <laughs> but i believe that it could be that damn easy and it makes sense that's the thing i was like why does this not make sense yeah. how does it explain to me how this is the simplest solution is not <laughs> the one that we're gonna do i don't get it i don't get it um but there you go um that make that i love that that um distinction though because i i definitely always you know i knew what the the fuss was about in terms of like the delta 8 the delta 10 like they didn't like the stuff that the man made people were making messing yeah. with or the people yeah. that, you get what i'm saying and they can but, ship it um, nationwide and they can't ship nationwide right and but from the point of it's not the testing it's not the the pro- the good products are good <laughs> the good products are good and it's the other ones that are giving the whole industry a bad name right now that's crazy that's proof positive you are who you kick it with sometimes and that really sucks that really sucks (laughs) and i don't even think they really kick it like somehow because i don't i don't think delta nine really want to kick it with delta eight and delta ten no no he was doing his own shit he was doing his own shit on his own right and now all of a sudden i got these these who are wannabes, y'all? Wannabes. Yeah, these wannabes following me everywhere. Now everybody think we shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a hard life. That's a hard <laughs> life. That's all right. We are going to liberate Delta 9 <laughs> from the shackles of Delta 8 and Delta 10. We're going to do it. Submission. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So. You help CBD preneurs become CBD preneurs. Right. Um, what, why should, well, you know, I think I wasn't asked this question, but I think we really already answered it like a few times and say, why do you think people should get into the, to the industry through CBD or hemp? And like you said, the, the low barrier, you can go, you know, nationwide. Um, and, you don't have to worry about the the THC restrictions. And I think just also, I know I'm answering my own question here. Um, there's so many different areas. There's so many different yeah. things you can do. Um, I mean, just like with, you know, with, with marijuana, there's so many different things you can do. But I feel like even hemp is 10 times more things you can do. Because like you said, you have the textiles, you have non-psychoactive things there's just so many more doors of entry that we and when i say we black women should be looking into cbd and hemp more yeah absolutely we are all about um especially those who are estheticians massage therapists um wellness entrepreneurs uh, salon owners hairstylists um, chiropractors, herbalists, you know, culinary professionals, you know, you got the baked goods, you got the the shrimp boils, you got whatever it is. Like 
there are ways that you can incorporate CBD into your product line or what you already offer that adds innovation and that adds therapeutic benefits that that impact positively your your audience. Mm -hmm. And right now, CBD is having its moment. It is. I feel feel like it's been having its moment, but I feel like also now um, CBN is trying to creep in. They are, and it's good. You know, it's all right, we don't good. Have, come to the party. Let's we, there's the party. room for all of us to shine here. Because the more of us that come out and show the true pedigree of the plant, the more science overtakes stigma. And when mm-hmm. science overtakes stigma, then the plant can continue to become a natural part of our society, like other cultures where it's a natural part of their society. You know, the in Holland and Dutch culture, it's a natural part of its society. And there's no social stigma that's associated with it. And there's also other benefits to their social climate that I think that we could benefit from. Yeah. Have you ever been to Holland? Oh, I love it. My last name is Vanderhorst. I, I have been to um, Amsterdam is one of my favorite, favorite places. And I definitely, um, I absolutely love the culture. That's awesome. I am not good with geography. I'm just going to be very clear about that. Uh, so... I would have never known that Holland was Dutch people or yeah. that's where Amsterdam is. And they so, love it. I feel like Amsterdam is one of those countries you never think. Is Amsterdam a country? City. City. See? Yeah. It's okay. Thought it was a it's whole okay. ass country. It's all right. But still, even though it's one of those cities that you don't think of what country it is. You just say Amsterdam. You don't say, mm-hmm. so it's Amsterdam, Holland. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in the Netherlands. It's in the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. So where's Holland? So Holland is a region of the Netherlands. And like, you know how country codes at the end of, it's like NL, Netherlands. That's the actual country that Amsterdam is in. So it's really Amsterdam, Netherlands. Yeah. Lord. This is why I did not pass geography. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to make sure that we do our little fact check and our little disclaimer <laughs> when you edit that. Make sure that we okay. give the people what we because we might both be too intoxicated right now. <laughs> Look, I because I all I know is I ain't never been there. I'll go. I'll it's a dope place. You should definitely go. But you know, I hear that Amsterdam is tired of tourists. Well, they actually are. I did. I can appreciate that. I was just there for a couple of weeks ago, and they definitely seem to be a little bit winded of tourists. But they also thrive on tourism, so I don't yeah. think they'll ever be. A, they will never be in a position where they'll be rejecting tourists. They're probably tired of the rude tourists. Right. They are a pretty sophisticated culture, and they, you know, again, it's their culture, so it's not anything that's like. You know, it's like they do a lot of crazy things in Amsterdam that most people think are crazy, but they've normalized it. Prostitution is legal in Amsterdam. Yeah. That's why you have the red light district. Uh, Honestly, I think it's probably the American tourists are sick of because, you know, we go places and think that there are other places. There are some other people that, you know, can be a little, they, they, it's not just us. It's not just us. You go, Americans go to places that just think that they supposed to be doing what America doing over there. No, yeah. they, you in their house. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, it's fine. 
I, I think, uh, like you said, I because there's such a tourist-driven city, <laughs> um, I'm sure they'll never be shut down to tourists. So I'm, it's on my list. It's on my list. But I'll be yeah. sure to be respectful. Yeah, check it um, out. Okay, and then lastly, before we get in, we get ready to head out of here, I do want to mention that, yeah, y'all, you got like a whole ass farm out there. You, you got shit going. Like yeah. she, you out there doing everything. Well, and I'm definitely you know, not out there doing everything. There's a great team. We got a good team in place for sure. There you go. There yeah. You go. Um, behind every black woman, great black woman is a great team. I I believe that because as much as we like to try and do things ourselves, everything ourselves, we cannot. That's right. So we have to have, have boundaries. A, yes, you have to have a bomb ass team to make these bomb ass, full ass ideas come to fruition. Um, but why do you, why is it so important for black people to get into farming, to, um, understand the culture of farming and really get behind it and support it? Um, and specifically hemp farming. Well, it's funny that you say that because I am actually not the expert on whether or not hemp farming is the best direction for every business. It happened to work for hours. Um, but I actually tell people all the time that if you want to jump into this cannabis space, because farming doesn't necessarily have a, a great economic upturn, so to speak, um, you really want to launch and scale a brand. And I think that, you know, you know, you, you it's wise to start where no one else, no one else's genius will it positively impact other than yours. Right. So you know, anyone could, or sourcing from a farm is sufficient to bring a product to life, but get the product to life, get the brand message in place, get the target audience identified, get the traction under your belt, show the the growth, get it in the community, get it out in the marketplace and really build something that like a honeypot can sell one day. And I think that that's where I would rather, if I, with my influence in this capacity, point people's attention to. You really want to work with the, develop your brand. You want to develop something that you can use to create a huge solution for a large problem in the marketplace. Um, and I think that with the wellness benefits of CBD, there's so many opportunities to solve big problems with a CBD product and a hemp derived CBD product specifically so that you have that level of traction and capacity to build and grow. Right. And you know, <coughs> Like you said, I'm not sure how stable farming is yeah. right now. And so to like recommend somebody saying, quit your job and start a farm. Like, I don't know if I can comfortably say that, but CBD, uh, white labeling or, you know, building a brand around CBD or building a brand around yourself um, and then somehow incorporating CBD is a really good way to still get into that industry. Absolutely. I love that. I love, that. I love I, this has just been a very wonderfully amazing and uplifting conversation. I'm sure exactly how your CBD pre-roll would make me feel with all the honey uh, uplifted and focused. And that's exactly <laughs> how I feel right now. Yay. So, um, yeah, I, I want to thank you real quick. Just say you've been amazing, uh, for coming through and you have, obviously taught me so so very much so thank you for indulging all of my high ass questions um <laughs> about cbd um 
Before we get out of here, though, we always wrap up the episode with a random high question because what is highness without randomness? So I have a list of questions, number four through 20, and you can pick a number and I'll ask you that question. (coughs) So (coughs) let's choose the number eight. Eight is what is your favorite holiday and why? Hmm. My birthday. I love that. It's my personal holiday. Yeah. And when, when, when is your birthday? If you don't June thirtieth. I'm a cancer. Cancer. A, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm that a cancer. Sense. I have a little bit of a, a mix on the zodiac. <laughs> I have a cancer sun um, and a sag a sag rising and a Scorpio moon. So, but I do have two very specific uh, holidays. One would be my birthday, and the next would be that window between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like those moments of family and, you know, time away just to kind of like connect with just slowing down and embracing the moments and embracing people. All of those types of opportunities are like golden to me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I said that made sense because I have a friend who is a cancer and she's, she don't play about her birthday. <laughs> she don't play about her birthday. So yeah, which same. That's why we got like, cause I'm a Leo and I mean, I'm always celebrating me like duh. Uh, so it, it, it worked real well and our birthdays were near each other. So, you know, we went crazy the whole summer. Um, yeah, it made the summer my favorite part of the year and definitely my birthday, my favorite holiday. Um, but if I had to pick a real holiday it, or not a real holiday, cause my birthday is a real holiday, um, <laughs> a federally reserved, uh, observed holiday. I would say, I like that window you're talking about, but I really, I love Christmas. Yeah. Like I love Christmas and like specifically that window you're talking about is like great too, because, um, the lifetime Christmas movies start the day after thanksgiving even though this year last year they started on november 1st girl i was so happy i was watching (laughs) christmas movies from from november 1st through january um yeah i love christmas movies they're so cheesy and you always know how they're gonna end but they're just so happy it's like it's chasing joy for me watching those movies is chasing joy um but yeah there's something about christmas and like you said being with family making those memories um i think especially now that um my parents have moved and they're not just down the street from me. They moved to Reno. Um, and my grandma's up there with them. So I don't get to see her often and she's like getting older. And so like Christmas really means more to me now because I see them on Christmas. I see them other times of the year too, but like you really have that family feeling and that togetherness yeah. and that like celebrating and me and my mom get cooking and arguing and which is absolutely a part of the tradition the process it is a part of the it's a part of the the part of the events right and then we're you know we go we have a shot here we go in the garage smoke a little bit dance like it's just it's a whole thing and it just feels like pure unadulterated joy and i just love everything about it awesome awesome very similar but glad to know that i'm not the only one on the cheesy christmas time of the year train uh we're we're there together (laughs) yes so um 
tell the people where they can find you. Where? Because, I mean, they need to find you. If not to start their own business, which, yes, to just, like, soak up your knowledge and your positivity because you know so, so freaking much. Like, you know so much. You you dropped so much knowledge today. I, I, it's amazing to me. Um, and you just, you, you haven't stopped smiling. Like you're just a bright, <laughs> positive ray of like encyclopedic CBD knowledge. <laughs> thank and you. I, I love it. That. No, yeah, thank I you. love it so much. So definitely you can find me, uh, at Q Nicole McNair on Instagram, um, Q Nicole Vanderhorst on LinkedIn, um, or my company page, our team, uh, manages the company page WH Farms Co. So WH Farms Co. And farm has an S on the end. Um, and you can find us there as well. Uh, also on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, WH Farms Co. And if you are interested in starting your own business and you can book a white label call, a white label discovery call by going to our website and going to the white label t- page. And the website is WHFarms.co. Love all that. I love when people have so many options to get in touch with you because, again, you have no excuse now to not get in touch with her. And one of my absolute favorite things to say is give a black woman your money. And I absolutely believe that y'all should give this black woman your money, this black woman and her amazing team, uh, your money, because you should, I really feel like you should, when you want to invest money somewhere, do it with really smart people. And, 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 I'm giving you one right here. Oh, so, thank you. Yes. And I and I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that we are also I have a phenomenal podcast that I can't wait for us to have a secondary conversation about that. But yes. it's called the Can of Coin Podcast with Q Nicole. It is uh on the Grown Woman Network, Grown Woman TV Network on Roku and YouTube. We've already released season one, phenomenal information about banking, some NFL players and the way that they use it for their lifestyle and plant wellness, um, moms, you know, medical professionals, pet professionals. So we really would love for you know anyone in your audience who really wants to get into that deep cannabis business conversation, check out the podcast. I love that because actually I think that one of your clips of you doing the podcast is what made me reach out to you. So, um, yeah, kudos to you there. Like, get, and didn't I say earlier, like doing all the things you're like, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, and we're going to have to talk because I'm going to need my own discovery call about the, <laughs> about the, 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 the Roku and the networks. We, I'm look, look, we're going to have to talk because you, yes, ma'am. What do you mean you're not doing everything? Like, I mean, I know you got a team, but ma'am, you and the team are doing everything. <laughs> what? So, yes, I love this. I think that sums up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. Thank you again to my smoking sister, Cunicle. And her team who does everything. Cause I just like really want to reinforce that into you because I think black women have a, a tendency to be like, Oh no, it's, it's, it's nothing. It's not, yes, it is. It's everything. Congratulations. You, I'm giving you your flowers, your, your cannabis flowers, your hemp flowers, your marijuana flowers, all the flowers. We're giving them to you now. <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you guys heard where you can follow her, um, where you can give her your money. I will make sure to include all of that information in the show notes. And you can follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG, 
Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter and visit the website at www.bluntlyblackgirls.com for more podcast episodes. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter to Stash for more industry news, mental health, and self-care tips. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Comments, rate, subscribe. Let us know what you think. If you have any questions about CBD, please definitely let us know. I hope you guys learned as much as I did in this episode. It's been absolutely amazing. Once again, thank you so much, Key Nicole, because you you got mind blown. Um, let us know what you think of the episode. Any comments or questions from my guests today, hit us up. You can, uh, or you should, smoke a blunt, drink your water, and fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. And we're out.